I actually was thinking, I'm like, I want to do like today's class, like for unfortunately, more for my father, Yisrael Tzvi Ben Rachel. Um, he's having surgery today. I'm ready to shut if everything goes well. Yeah, so just to have in mind that all this learning, I'm always like, oh, he would love this learning. Like, he would be like so proud. It's funny. Like, now with he's like losing his ability to speak, but like one of the things was like, I asked him like a few weeks ago, I'm like, Todd, did you ever learn Tanya? And he was like, oh, no, no, no. I'm like, well, now, guess what? Your daughter's learning it. So. We're here. Um, okay, so welcome everybody, um, and welcome home. This is so exciting. I feel like if we're like cutting class or like sneaking out to do a share, then like this is really something that you want. Um, okay, so welcome back. Um, so we'll start like a recap, because really what we're gonna try to do today's chapter, I always like wanna bite off more than we can chew, but if we could get through 15, maybe 16 and 17, but definitely like review up until 15 and then do 15 and then 16 and possibly 17. So we'll start all the way back from the beginning with chapter one. So we started with chapter one. This is for you, don't worry. It's also for me. It's like, it's fine. I, I, I need this. And then anybody who's coming in late, it's also good for anyone. Pro like we need to reprocess this and then you'll be able to be like, oh, that's chapter three, that's chapter seven. Like you'll be able to hear it. So chapter one, we spoke about is that we said that you should be a tzaddik and not a rasha, and then we explained the concept that we are, there's this middle person in between, the in-betweener, which was referred to as the benoni. And then we spoke about the fact that you have two neshamas, and they are, and this is the test, this is where you get to see if you, how much you remember. We have an animalistic soul, which we're given first, and then we also have a a locus, right? A godly soul. So we have the animalistic soul that's first, that's part of our body, that's our ego, that's wanting to like fill its needs all the time. And then we also have this godly soul, which we get on later in life, which is a special, literally like a piece of Hashem. And all it wants to do is go back to Hashem. So we have one that only wants to stay in this world and one that only wants to go back up. So that's kind of like a battle. So you have these like twins inside of you. So then we went into chapter two and we spoke a little bit more about what a neshama means because a neshama is not necessarily something tangible, not something that we can recognize and realize and feel. So we have a neshama. What is a neshama? A neshama is basically Hashem unraveling himself, all his midos, all his soul powers, which were seen as spheros, are given to us as kofo. So we have soul powers and they are three... Thought, thought, speech, action. No, 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 even before that, before the thought, speech, and action, <laughs> the, the makeup, no, that's the next chapter, don't worry, that's solution. What's the, the three <laughs> intellectual? Chachma, Bina, and Das, right? So those are seen as the mother and the father, right? Chachma, Bina, with the fusion of Das, then creates the seven emotional. So then we have, which is, by the way, yes, the top three are Chabad, and then the seven emotional. I feel like you matched the decor. <laughs> I know. By the way, you like find that one dress, then you just wear it, and then also like when you put it on after your baby, you're like, this, this is what I used to wear, right? No, it doesn't come out again. Um, so you have the three intellectual, the seven emotional. These give birth the in um, where the animal soul is ruling, and in really what Tanya wants to see is that the three intellectual give birth to the seven emotional because in the opposite in the animal soul the emotions run the house so it's the seven lower emotionals that affect the three higher intellectual and try to like you know wiggle their way around this world just on emotions but we explain that that can be somewhat chaotic so we try to keep the intellect ruling over the emotions and that was the chapter about the natural locus. Then we took a little bit of a break and we spoke about what the animal soul is and that the animal soul has the same soul powers, but it's just in the reverse, okay? So it's the opposite. One, this comes from here and it affects down here and then the opposite of this affects the up, okay? So that's the animal soul and then the godly soul. Then we spoke about that your soul is here in this world, but how does it interact? How Hashem says, okay, here's your soul, but I want you to interact in this world. You need thought, speech, and action. You need garments. You need clothing. And those levushim, those are the kind of like your behaviors. That's how, and all of those thought, speech, and action are all affected by, are all ways of using and tapping into your kohos. And then not only is that enough, but you also have food, which is Torah, right? Which is, we can equate the thought, speech, and action to mitzvos, and then Torah is even more so, because food becomes part of you. So those were, these are kind of like the building blocks for Tanya, so we have to have this information. Then also we explain a little bit further that everything that's in the animal soul is considered unholiness, but we gave another word for it, not bad, not ra, 
sitra achra, right? So it's the other side. So anything that's not connecting back to Hashem is considered other sidely or ra or bad. But if you're able to see it clearly, then there's you've already removed the. I feel like this is like fill in the blank, you know, like the klipos, right? It's like you know, like on the test they give like all the they give like um like the fill in the blanks on the bottom, and then like the teachers would give like extra words on the word bank. Like it's not fair. You think it what? Madness. Oh right, an adjective, right? Okay, so now we have um we have klipos and you have to remove them. Some things are thicker. Some things we don't even touch, right? Like not kosher or certain relationships. You got Hashem says, no, don't peel that. That's a coconut. It's impossible to get to. You don't need to get to it. It's okay. I'll tell you where you need to go and where you don't need to go. And then we explain that whole concept of holiness is kedusha, and then unholiness is when it's tethered to the other side. Then we, when that was, let's say one through eight. So that's terminology. That's vocabulary word. Okay, then starting with chapter nine, we tried to explain it in a little bit of a bigger level where we gave that mush, like that mushal, that metaphor of the small city where there's two kings and one of them is old and the other one is young and one of them, they both want full control of the city at the same time and that was kind of like your Nefesh locus and your Nefesh Bahamas and who's gonna get to the car first. That was that mashal. Then we went on to chapter 10, which was two types of tzaddikim. So we said there's a tzaddik, are we going too fast? So there's two types of tzaddikim. So there's tzaddik viralo and tzaddik v'tovo. That one tzaddik that totally, totally is on such a high level that what did he do? He took his yitzhahara and he... He flipped it, right? So he gave himself two yitzhah tovs. So now he's totally obliterated, got rid of whatever animalistic soul that he had and he made his animalistic soul another godly soul. So that's tzaddik gomer, that's tzaddik v'tovo. And then there's tzaddik viralo where he's a tzaddik but what was the difference between Tzadik Vitovo and Tzadik Viralo? One of them was totally converted it and flipped it to a Yitzhar Tov, and then the other one was, he has it, but it's kind of like laying dormant. Like it's kind of there, but it's like to the miniest, like to the lowest, 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 lowest level, where he's able to totally serve Hashem with his insides and his outsides. When we say insides, what are we referring to? Your insides are your... Your neshama, but more than that, it's we're going to talk about it a little bit more today because it has to do with the benonis, your emotions. So we explained that there's two types of tzaddikim, and then one of them is able to flip it, one of them has it very, very low. Then we explained in the next chapter 11 that there's two types of rishayim, right? There's a rasha viralo and rasha batovo. So we have a, a rasha who's so, 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 so bad that what happens to his yetzahara? His yetzahara tov? It like disassociates, it leaves him. That's like a totally evil person that doesn't have any regret whenever he does anything wrong, like a sociopath. And then we have Tzadik, then we have Rasha Batovlo, where maybe sometimes we think that that's us because that's somebody who messes up, right? That's somebody who can't always control. Didn't you say that you should be thinking with your knowledge and then let your knowledge lead your emotions, not yeah. your emotions leading your knowledge? So how is it that your neshama, like that, that's your emotional component of your neshama that you're... That that's the topic. Like, shouldn't we be going with the knowledge before the emotion? With who? With your like with doing. Like you had said that knowledge, you should lead with knowledge, not your emotions. Right. right? So you just said before that neshama is oh, coming what? from the emotions. Neshama is coming from the emotions. Did I mean I, I meant like your animal soul maybe is coming from your emotions. Like your oh, animal soul okay. can be seen as your emotions. So okay. if you could control your animal soul, then that's controlling your emotions. But that's not controlling your behavior. Your your neshama. Emotions are not your soul. Right. By the way, we're gonna what we'll do. We'll take a no, minute to, to explain. Right. Maybe I wasn't saying it right. Maybe I was saying it fast. You said your emotional. What you just said before two seconds. Like oh the my gosh, I think I remember. Two seconds ago. One second. Your emotional. Okay. Tzadik Viralo is Tzadik Vitov. Tzadik Viralo is somebody who has is has a Yitzhar and Yitzhar Tov inside of him, but so much neglects his Yitzhar Tov, his godly soul, and only feeds his animal soul that the godly soul has nowhere to go. He's like, okay, I'm checking out. And, but he doesn't totally leave him. He just like is like an aura around him. But it's not, he doesn't want to be part of that anymore. Where a Russia Vitovlo, like the second level of a Russia, a Russia who doesn't have it so bad, is somebody who makes mistakes and feeds into his animal soul and his emotions and lets his emotions run his intellect, but feels bad. Every so often he'll say, oh my gosh, I cannot believe I did that. Like, shoot, I spoke Russian, I should not have done that. And he feels regret. That's a Russia 
the total. Okay? Thank you. Sadiq Viralo is like somebody who... It's, so he's a tzaddik because, okay, so what's a tzaddik? Tzaddik is somebody who has perfect insides and perfect outsides. So that means that everything that he thinks about and wants to do and his entire will, his ratzon is aligned with Hashem's ratzon. So it's like, I want to do, I want to daven because I know that that's what makes Hashem happy, then I am going to daven. Not because I'm going to daven because I need headspace this morning and I know that if I do that, then I'll be able to tackle the day. Because Hashem said so, so it's totally 100% aligned. The tzaddik, the, the benoni, and that's what really we're going to discuss a little bit more today, the benoni is somebody who has perfect control of his insides, and that doesn't mean that he has perfect insides. He has, he has struggles and he has difficulties, but he's able to control them. A tzaddik doesn't have struggles or any difficulties. Tzaddik, and by the way, that's not what we're saying. What? I think every human has struggles. Right. So that's the thing. So we're only, we only are trying and striving to be Benonim. We're not striving to be the Tadik. The Tadik is somebody who's able to conquer everything. We're saying Benonim, and this is what we explained last week, was that a Benoni has perfect outsides. He's, his behavior is always perfect, but his emotions are, he's struggling through his emotions. But we said last week, and this is kind of where we ended off, is that they have Hashem on our side. The Benoni always has Hashem as a guiding light. It's not, he has an extra person on his team. He doesn't have to worry. The Russia doesn't. The Benoni has been practicing putting his Nefesh Hamas to sleep so much that he has control over it, but he has to always be on guard. Does that make sense? Okay, fine. So that's really kind of where we left off last week. And then we also gave one tool. We gave like one tool. There's going to be lots of tools that we can work on. But the tool that we spoke about last week was, anybody remember? It was like Moa, I'm not sure who, like if we, we, we spoke about this last week. Oh my God, it feels like so long ago. Moa Sha'alit al halev that your Moa, your intellect rules over your emotions. That's what? Really, that was what I ended. That was, that was where that was the question. Okay, so the first tool that we discussed last week, and we'll go into it a little bit more, is this ability to have your intellect rule over your emotions. Okay, so this was all catch up, and now we'll get started. Okay, we need like a recap. I even need a recap. I'm not like, yeah, for sure. Well, I'm fixing this. Yeah. Um, this tool is something that we have already, or this tool is something that we work so on? So that's a good question. So is it's in it. It's something that we're all born with. We were explaining last week that you have the ability to control yourself when you're outside on the street and you won't yell at your kid. The second you close the door, you might do that. <laughs> Maybe you'll do that. Maybe not. So therefore, that you you have to tune into it. Means that if you and, and we also gave that example from Chase Dale last week that like if I don't like tomatoes, but if somebody gave me a million dollars, I would eat tomatoes every single day. If, if someone said, Piggy, if you eat a tomato every single day for one year, I'll give you a million dollars. Even though I hate tomatoes, I'm going to do it because I have enough willpower to control my dissatisfaction for tomatoes and the mushiness. But I'll be able to do it because of this tool. So this is something. Do you know what I'm talking about? No? I love tomatoes. You love tomatoes, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can't. It's like a sensory thing. It's like the little pits sliding everywhere. And they're just so much worse. Oh, I know. But like people who love it, like I, I don't know. You're not a tomato person. It, it goes along. I always say it goes along with avocado. It goes along with like other things. But you'll be able to control it. So the first tool, which is innate, which you have, which we're born with, is this, and then you have to tap into and practice, is so Masha'Allah. It's not easy to say, like, oh, we have this tool, and like, oh go with gosh. it. It's like, it's a real it's a life's work. It's life's work, right. yeah. Okay. It's so hard. I know, I'm like yeah, saying it like. This tool just like no, 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 no. It's not something you just, it's not like an add on. It's not like an add to card and it's like yeah, easy. It's a really so great tool. It's like if you're, when you see, when you feel yourself being like really frustrated about anything and you're, or at someone, or it's so, it's such a great way to remind yourself like I'm totally leading my next action or my next words with my, with, my, with yeah. It's and such like, a good you thing. Take yourself, it's like, your ego out of it and then which is tied to your emotions. I think the your... biggest thing is and this by the way, like I we didn't get to this yet, or maybe we did the concept of bittle. We um, explained that like bittle is when you the more you lower yourself and humble yourself, like you're saying, the more you have the ability to do it. And then also it's like any weight. It's like you practice it. You start with five pounds, six pounds, seven pounds, eight pounds, all of a sudden you're like you know, lifting these heavy weights because you have more and more willpower. So it's probably the hardest thing to do, but it's something that we do. Okay, so 
What we'll also try to do, by the way, we'll take a few minutes to explain a little bit what an emotion is and what a behavior is, because we're talking so much about emotions. So if let's just before we get into chapter 15, let's just clearly define what emotion and what behavior is. So when you think emotion, what do you think of when you think emotion? Happy, sad, ladies. Like, I always think, like, women. Like, right? Like, whoa, we're more emotional. Like, what is it? Like, what? Feelings. Feelings, right? It's your feelings. And then you have this concept of behavior. So what's behavior? Behavior is the way that you act, right? So behavior, by the way, like, it's funny. I, like, was, like, typing it out exactly. Hold on one second. I want to just get, like, the exact definition of, like, what really a behavior is. See if I can remember. Oh, so like a behavior is an activity with a duration, with a start and a stop. It's like, I am going to do this behavior, right? Think about it like kids with like bad behaviors, right? We want to get rid of their bad behaviors. What are their behaviors? Whining, kicking, whatever. At a certain point, it's going to stop, right? They could tantrum for an hour, but that's a behavior that's going to stop. Come in. Come in. Oh, it's upstairs? Oh, okay, fine. I'm like, I did not put in my gourmet glad order yet today. It's fine. Okay, so behavior is an activity of the duration of starting to stop, and it's something that you do, and it's a way of expressing yourself. But if you were to figure out which one, and then an emotion, in contrast to behavior, is emotion is much closer to who you are. Like, do you associate yourself more with your emotions or with your behaviors? And which one is really more in tune to who you are? Emotions. Your emotions, right? Your emotions are your inside. Emotion is much closer to me. Behavior, I can, you know... I can conquer a behavior, I can control my behavior, right, with this tool, but a, a behavior is almost can be seen as outside of you. It's like, if, you're, if you want to understand your insides and your outsides, your emotions are much closer to who you are. And if you want to really get to know me, you're going to find out the things that I like and the things that make me happy. Remember I was said that story with like Bina, who like my daughter who like figured out something that I wanted and like she saw I was not happy and so she made me pancakes and brought it right and made a, a huge mess in the kitchen making these pancakes but she brought it but she tapped into something she tapped into my emotions that, that's not a behavior I don't make pancakes every single morning I mean I put in the you know the ones that you could stick in the microwave for 20 seconds and that's my version and like take it onto the bus and like you know that's your breakfast but an emotion is something so much deeper and much more connected to who you are so if you are able with your behaviors to control your emotions that's a very it's not an easy tool like i should not be saying it i'm not throwing it out there like oh here's your hammer and go along your day no you have to keep working that hammer so the more you are able to control your insides with the things that you do the stronger you'll get okay and that's why by the way when we say we get we're getting emotional you don't say you're Getting behavioral is very different than getting an emotion. Getting emotional. Emotional means that it's tapping into my like to really what I like who I am. It's to the closest place of who I am. Where a behavior can be outside. So that's why it's much easier to control your behaviors than to control your emotions. So is the emotion the neshama part and the behavior the good part? In this context, yes, I would say yes because if you're able to control your outsides, that's the things that you see that's a little bit more external to you, that what we're saying is if you could, the more you control the outsides, the better you'll get on the insides. Yeah, so probably in this context, yes. But like in contrast, like in contrast to behavior, the, emotional is much, the emotion is much closer to who you are. Okay, Does that makes sense? I think it's important to understand like what your insides and what your outsides. A tzaddik has perfect insides and outsides. A rasha has both bad. And a benoni has perfect outsides, perfect behavior, but turmoil inside which he's trying to control the tzaddik is okay so like if you line them up the tzaddik the perfect tzaddik has perfect in the a tzaddik has perfect insides and outsides a rasha has bad outsides bad negative behavior and negative emotions where benoni has on the outside everything is perfect but in the inside he's struggling that's where it's at that's like the whole book is that those insides are struggling so now how do i get to those emotions um to, to perfect them. So we said the first way is to be to make your outsides perfect and that will have an effect on your insides. Now, just like there are two types of Russia and two types of Tzadik, there's also two types of Benunis, okay? Like you thought you are gonna get away with that one. So we have like 1A, 1B, 2A, 2B, and now we have the Benoni, which is three, 3A three and 3B. So now what are these two types of Benunis? So in Tanya, he explains it and, um, that there are, there's one word, and by the way, this is like where Iverus like always comes in, like an Eved, right? An Eved is a slave, but if you read it like differently with like, if you change around the Nakudos, it could be an Oved. So what's the difference between an Eved and an Oved? Oved is someone who's working. Someone who's working. An Eved is a? Slave. 
is a slave. Okay, so we have an Eved, somebody who has the same job. An Eved and an Ovid can have the same job, by the way. Somebody who's serving, right? Somebody who's serving or somebody who is or a, a servant, right? What's, the, what's that like little teeny Will. nuance? Will, right? One where he just sits back and he's like, I'm a servant, that's it. But then it could be a servant who is working, who is Ovid. If you think about that, like sometimes I try to think like, let's say with babysitters, right? You have like, or babysitters or cleaning ladies or whatever. Sorry that I'm like taking this out of context, but for a second, like you could have somebody that just works for you, shows up and that's it. I don't know, I learned this from my mother that like she's so good to the help. She's like always like feeding them, whatever. And also like my father has had AIDS in a house and and out and like my mother's always like, they serve, like they sit at the table, Travis table. They have like the filter fish with us and they like, as we're washing, they like wait for challah. I'm like, he doesn't need to wait for challah, but like he got so used to it. Like he's part of the family. He's not just a servant, he's serving. And if you see it, you see the difference in like those babysitters or anybody who becomes part of the family, right? I've had this because I've had like many livings. They become part of the family, they're serving. They are, they're not just sitting back and just being like, okay, at the end of the week, you pay me, I'll see you Monday. No, it's like, oh my gosh, like I'll see you Monday. Like you're taking care of my kids, you're cleaning my house, whatever it is. And you feel that like little relationship. I actually learned this from like Suri Wygott. I remember she one time said that she, homie sister, she said like every morning when her babysitter shows up to the house, she gives her coffee and like she sits her in the kitchen and gives her like a little rug a lot, whatever. Like just like you're taking care of my kids. Like I, you know, so you can be an Evan, you could just sit back and be a servant or you could be an Obey. So here's the difference between these two Benonis. There is that Benoni who, and by the way, we know many of them and maybe some of them, you guys are sitting here. You're that Benoni who doesn't have such strong drives to do bad. Like they could be the person who's like, you know, the goody-goody. The kid in school, right, who's always like, always on time and like always gets hundreds and like doesn't struggle. And then there's like the kid in the back that can't stop talking, gets kicked out all the time, doesn't get into seminar, whatever it is. Like, you know, okay, we're talking high school, but like, it's like, you, I don't understand. Like, I'm struggling so much. Why does she have it so easy? It doesn't make sense. Oh, she must be a toddler. No, she's actually the autopilot kids, right? That's what Chase Taub says. Those are the kids on autopilot. You send them to camp, turn up the notch, amazing summer. Come home with all their clothing, all their socks, right? Everything is great. They never even opened up their, you know, shampoo. So now you could have your shampoo, you know, like that perfect kid. And then you have kids that go to camp that literally come home with one shoe and you're like, I don't understand. Like, and they're like, struggle is real. Like they really struggle. So you're like, how can it be that there's people who have it easy and then some people are literally just struggling their whole life. But maybe that's not their choice. Maybe that, it's for sure not their choice. It come down to this world with a certain set of in, inner turmoils. Some of them are just easier. Sometimes those are the nerds. Like Sometimes weight. it's weight. Like the one who had like the perfect childhood is like struggling later. So then then that's probably the second type of vain right. But there are people who coast. Think for oh, one minute. Even the twenty percent of each class. Even the twenty percent of the class, yeah. Even the coasters, you looking at them are they look, right. But, but they're not, right? Inside, inside they're not. You, but they, like you know that person, like that you go person. to shul, and then there's like those kids that are just sitting, but just like eating. But the kids, and then there are the kids who are like their hands are eating. But the kid who's all over the them. place, they don't care as much when. Sometimes right. it's it's difficult. I know because right. I literally have two children. <laughs> that those are my two children. You have two types of benoni. I'm telling you, and one of them that when things are even a little not perfection, it's it's that, harder. For that's, them. that's 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 her struggle. Right. And the kid who's all over the place comes home with one sock. Almost like less struggle. She came home with one sock. Does right. doesn't bother her. She's only upset when I'm upset about it. But right. that's a me thing. Right. That's not her. So thing. maybe maybe it's that person. Okay. So like. I'm imagining, okay, I'm not going to say who, but like I'm imagining this like family member of mine, like a, a cousin of mine that like, it's just like you look at their kids and you're like, yes, they go to school, this one's valedictorian, and maybe not, maybe they have their own internal struggles, but from the outside, it looks like they're kind of on the event side, kind of like they are, they have it pretty much at peace. And obviously we know that not everybody has that piece, but it's almost like those kids were the goody goodies or the nerds or the, the, the guy who goes on vacation. It's not hard for him to miss a minion. Like, it's like, no, of course we're only going to go to a vacation where there's a minion. Like, because like I'm on autopilot. It's not a derogatory. Oh, not. not. It's just it's, their nature. That's right. just their nature. And we'll, and we'll talk about what they need to do. They, they still have to serve. It's not, it's not okay for them just to be on autopilot. We're going to explain that. But, and by the way, maybe, maybe it's even harder for them because it's on autopilot. 
But basically, what we're saying here is that is that your intellect will always control your emotions. Let's say you have easy emotions. Let's say it's not hard for you. So you don't get riled up. That's one type of Benoni. Why is that not a Tzadik So why? Because a Tzadik Vitovlo is like the ultimate. His like, it, it, it probably is. It's a person who has more Tzadik-like moments. Like we all said that we all could have Tzadik-like moments, right? We could all wake up in the day and we could do something totally for Hashem as well and dedicate that whole morning to Hashem. And that was a Tzadik-like moment. Then I'll fall into other stuff, but I had that moment. A Benoni, who's an Eved, and who has it pretty much easy, is very much likely to have more Tzadik moments than, than the other similar. Benoni. Yeah, similar. Definitely like... like generation, there's only a, a Very few of them. There are very few of these people. These goody-goodies are very rare. That is so deep because, one second, right. I'll tell you why. Because what is that kind of person? That's a very intellectual person. That's a very much like I have easy, my, my, my behaviors and my emotions are pretty much in check, but I'm less passionate. I'm less emotional. Why? What, like, but why? Explain that. That's, that's it. I don't know. It's just, there's, their behaviors are They don't have that much excitement because everything is pretty much even right. keel. Like, right. There's no like, oh my God. Boring. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, he's like, she's have explains it. Like, those are the, maybe the nerds. Maybe they do. It's not bad or good. That's that person who's less passionate. It's not bad or good. It's not bad or good. No, no, no. It's a nature. It's a nature. It's a nature. And you know that. And maybe out of all your kids, maybe you have one of them. Or maybe of all your friends. to raise a child like that. But it doesn't mean it sounds like easier right. for them. It's right. just their nature. Right. It's just nature. Right. Got it. Yeah, you it's have that. Nature. You have that one kid who just things just come easier to them. And they're content. Also not but what do we know about right. contentness? Contentness is not a good thing. It's going in a little bit on the line of what Figgy was saying, that less passionate. You think Hashem just wants us to be on autopilot? Does Hashem want us to just be perfect insides, perfect outsides, everything is everything is in line with my will at all times, and it's easygoing. No. Why not? Because I mean, then why would he... Goals. No, no, no. Tati is not goals. We spoke about this last week. Tati is not goals. Because Tati, then we wouldn't... No, no, no. I didn't mean to call you out, but I'm saying we spent a lot of time on this, that Tzadik is not, because we were like, we revered Tzadikim, but Tzadik okay, is not Tzadik. Safer Benoni. Safer Benoni. We want to be, right, so now let's say we're saying that you are that Benoni who has things pretty easygoing. It's not hard for you. Let's say a guy. It's not hard for you to miss a minion. Like, I mean, it's, it's hard for you to miss a minion. You won't miss a minion, right? You won't miss a minion because that's just what you're on. Oh, what do you mean? You wake up, you dive in here. I'm a from Jew. I dive in three times a day. I'm a from Jew. What do you mean? It's not going to be hard for me. It's not going to be hard for me to, to talk Lush and Hara when I'm hanging out with my friends because it doesn't, it's not something that I'm maybe a little bit less passionate or maybe I'm in check. And then there's that Ovid who's constantly, constantly struggling, who every single morning and every single minute needs to be like, Figgy, don't blurt this out. Don't say this. Control your emotions. Pull yourself together. But those sometimes maybe are the wildest kids. Let's say instead of passionate, we'll say wild. Those are the kids that have a fire burning under them all the time, which makes it hard for them. It's like you could be on cruise control or you could be constantly pushing the pedal, not pushing the pedal, not, but right? Cruise control is a great thing. You just put it on, you set, you go, you relax. But you don't have that thrill of like speeding up to 90 degrees. Oh my gosh, there's a cop coming. Let me go down to 65, right? You don't have that, that passionate feeling. So now, the question is, these are the two types of Benonim, right? They both are here to serve Hashem. Now, let's say the Benonim that's in Evan, what, what does it say about him if everything is pretty easygoing and we said that we come down here to struggle. We come down here to work. So you can say that that person, but what would that, what would that Benoni that has it pretty easy, that is an Eved, what would be like a comfort level that he checks in that can be, sorry, I'm not making myself clear. I want to like, I'm trying to ask this question. Like what, if somebody, okay, sorry, let me go back a second. If this Benoni who has it pretty easy and he's on cruise control, what would motivate him to go off cruise control? Like, isn't that a good thing? Isn't that something we strive for? 
Is it the kid who has it pretty easy or going at school? You think he has it pretty easy. So let's say, right, let's say he does. Or they could have it when they're up to a certain age. And, and then, then they don't, they right? Don't. You know those people who are like skinny their whole life, all of a sudden they have a baby and they're like, oh my gosh, like now I have to go to the... So what have, is that having to tap into their emotions would be something that would take them off their autopilot. Yes. Having to tap into emotion, making yourself a drop uncomfortable for a little bit so that you can go deeper. Because it's like if you're coasting, you need for like one second to tap into your emotions and not just think your intellect. So what happens is, is what we're saying is that if you practice this first tool that we were raving about last week, emotional aid, if you practice intellect over your emotion, what do you in essence turn into? If you were, if that was the only tool you practiced, what? An evid. You become an evid. You become an evid. The more you practice intellect over emotion, you become an evid. I am serving Hashem. Everything. What's going to happen is that, like, you're going to explode. Like, if because you're going to burn out, right? What happens to like sometimes to like Shiva Bachram, right? Like, what does it mean to burn out? Like in Eretz Yisrael, you see this all the time. Like they're they're in the army and they're they're being an evid. They're being an evid. They're being an evid. And they're and they're controlling their emotions, controlling your emotions, especially like let's say in the army. What happens after that? They, right? They like explode. They have to go to India. They have to go travel. They have to, because you're so, and think about it, it's almost like military style. If you control yourself, control, being be in control, being in control. But we're saying one second. I'm telling you that this is a tool. But it can't be the only tool. If it's the only tool of controlling your emotions to, to, to use your intellect first and not your emotions, you're going to burn out. You're going to fizzle out. You're going to say, I can't do this anymore because you're going to become robotic. And then you're going to be like, what about that whole emotional drive that I have? That we you're were talking about so much. Living authentically for yourself. You're not living authentically. It's so good. It's so good. Like if you ever like tap into like a real emotional Yiddishkeit and like you feel that's, it. That's what Becky is then you just like you breathe a little bit. It's like it's like you're on a pressure cooker when you're intellect, intellect over intellect, intellect, intellect. Like you keep like running in circles. You think you control yourself, control yourself, control yourself. You're gonna blow up. You can't. That can't be the only thing because Hashem doesn't want us to ignore our emotions. He put us into this world first with emotions. So it's like we're telling you it's a tool, but use it wisely. And it can't be the only thing that you can do. So what we're trying to lead up in chapter 15 is that there's two types of anonym. There's one that has it easygoing, that's on autopilot, that gets hundreds on every single test, valedictorian, geo-president, things come easily, best shit up, first one, gets married, baby's not colicky, everything is easy, right? Like, everything is just like, and it's a very small percentage, but what you start to realize is, even though that's something that we want to attain, we also want to remember that we have to be Odin. We have to do an avoida. Like, that's, it is an avoida. Like with autopilot, I have one autopilot kid, and she is geopresent. Name that, G, name that, like, you know, what a good kid. from a young age how to say no and how to stand up for herself, because automatically she'll, she'll do anything for a friend, for a teacher, for anything. That's her nature. It just... Of being this all. They, and get, then they right. get lost. They're like, who am I? If I'm not giving to someone, right. who am I? So I had to teach her from a young age. If you want something, if you really want it, you're in a nice way. You can say no. I'm so sorry. I can't do it. Happens here. And it was so uncomfortable right. for her. You have to beginning. practice. Right. It was so uncomfortable. Right. But now she's she's learning. How she, I mean, she learned how to do it and she's confident in her decision. Like it was probably uncomfortable for her 100%, to do it. 100%. It was Like so get out of your comfort zone. Right. It was right. so uncomfortable for her to say, it's a, he, naturally she would say, no, you could have the solo. It's okay. You want the solo, you could have it. <laughs> and I'd be like, but do you want it? Right. You got it first. Why are you giving it away? Especially right. when you, if you yourself, like, I know I'm not. Uh, that type of person. Autopilot person. Definitely not. So uh, when I see like your, your own child, like not, it was an, on autopilot and they don't have emotion, I guess like now that I'm right. Like, you, you like, what are you doing? Do you want the soda? Like, what right. do you need? By the way, you start to recognize people. You start, And it's a cool technique. Like we were saying that like, Tanya's like changing you in the best way. And like you start to see people and you understand people more and you understand yourself more. And you're like, okay, I'm having this moment where this is pretty easy for me. How can I make it a little bit more uncomfortable? Because I don't want to be in a state of easy. Because being on autopilot is great for a certain amount of time until I burst. I don't want to burst. Let's get to autopilot, Let's get to autopilot <laughs> and then we'll worry about bursting. <laughs> right, right. But I also need you to be 
It's in nature. You might not ever. Right. You might not ever. Have you ever like walked into a place where you're like, everybody here is on autopilot? Yeah. Mm. I'm like scared to like put it out here. I'm not going to name names or institutions, but like you've walked into places where you're like, Either in or out. That's the system. Right, so the system, the system works for autopilot people. The school system works for autopilot kids. And this, and then you're saying, like, it's, we're already at 20%, so then what do we have to say about our school systems? Right? It's not like, serving 80% of the kids. Right? So it's like, it's a very small percentage, but it makes it so much... Once you understand that, you're like, okay, you're you're an Evid, you're well, an Evid, you right? Teach so we're starting here. <laughs> that would be a dream, right? Okay, I always say, like, you just keep saying it because you only have more. Teach it. Right. Yeah, but they teach differently. Right. So, so yes. Is autopilot like not connecting? So it's definitely so a way of connecting. Right. I was gonna say like we're making like you know we're making it like it's like it's bad. There is a place for schools yes. to, as I used to be in education, so like I will say that like autopilot, of course like we have to adjust and, and help give the tools to those who aren't on, to help them learn how to not be on autopilot and certain people, but there right. is a place for there everything. There is definitely a place for the yeah. place and time. It's not right. a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. Anything, anything like that. Like, like the people who are like never like in compromised positions, like they're always just like, I'm thinking more like an adult way, like, yeah, these things aren't hard for them, they don't struggle with SNEA, so blah, blah, blah. there like, you go, just, like, everything's just, like, yes, easy. they struggle, but they're exactly. not when they're. But they like if they dive in, they like they dive in, but they're not like it has a price. Passionate. It has they're a not, price tag. It's 100%. It's 100% comes with a price tag. It's it comes like with, with that person. It's like she's like, well, I'm serious and this and then like that. And I'm like, okay, but there's like no passion. And then there's those people who are like super not serious. And then they're like, but I dive in and I'm so connected. I'm away from it then. You know, and it's like, it's that fight. I, I think like, that I that's, because like, then you have to say that this is her personality, so obviously it's easy for her. But the question is, you're saying, what we're learning here is that we don't, we want to serve Hashem with our passions. We want to serve Hashem with our emotions, because remember we started off saying that the difference between emotion and behaviors is that emotions are much more in line to who you are. So if you want to tap, if you want to be the most alive that you are, you want to tap into your emotions. The problem is that we have to keep be on guard all the time with our behavior. So 100% we want to serve Hashem most with our emotions. So we tell these autopilot pilot people, and by the way, this is what, this is really what chapter 15 is about. We tell those autopilot people, you have to push yourself to the limits. You have to push yourself to a place where you're uncomfortable. And that is, is like ironic, because you're like, what do you mean? We're told our whole life that if you're in a good place, you stay there. Don't go in, yep, don't, don't come out of it. Why would you leave the line if you're in the, if you're in the right line, why should I step out of line? That's gonna give me so much stress and anxiety. I finally, I'm as finally a in a good place. you're taught that, but I think as adults, like at least like in the professional world or in fitness, you're always taught that if you wanna make a change, you gotta make yourself uncomfortable. You right. have to, you have to push a little harder, go a right. little deeper, open doors that, open those klipas right. you know, to get right. there, to uncover 100%. it. 100%. So like, in, as, a, as children, we need, because some, a lot of the time there's lacking of boundaries and understanding. And so it's, e and before. by the way, that's why as a kid, we go to the school systems, we're put in institutions, we're kind of like put into boxes so that we learn, but then, right, as we get older. We lost it in our, educating We've our lost it at some point. Right. Is that like at a certain point when you're mature enough, you, you then push need to learn how to push your limits and discover yourself. Right. I 100%. I think that's very think important to hear. There's a, there's definitely a place for both. Like the school system doesn't even like, right. know that kid like they ran their thing like she needs to go to the office to make copies like she's the kid that has to go to the copies she's <laughs> not right is that right now how the school system is is it serves the 20 percent autopilot kids and also it, it trains the 80 percent no so then there's 20 percent no. that struggle let's say with learning disabilities whatever if it's caught and if there's and if they um are serviced they're also space for them and then you have 60 in between mm -hmm. right 
And that's where the 60 is lost. They're not connecting. That's the issue. So yeah, we have special ed systems and we have and we have all those other things. And then we have the kids, kids that, that get hundreds really and nineties right. and whatever right. it is, it's but then that sixty in between is 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 that that's who's yeah. suffering. And that's those kids who later on in life are like, Wait, what why am I doing this? What what am I doing? Right. It's like you start to see it, and like you see it in your childhood, and you see it in your friends, and you see it in people, but always know that bottom line, the deepest way of connecting to Hashem is through your emotions. Even though we're saying control those emotions, control those emotions, but don't let yourself explode. Exploding is the worst thing. You so need you need a process. You need a process, right. No, you can't so ignore it. Right. I know. It's hard because we're taught like just ignore it, just ignore it with the first tool, but now we're saying a little bit more. So this kind of leads us into those somebody wrote a comment, so I feel like I should read it, even though I usually don't. But it's interesting. So in those communities, as soon as they get out of the institution, they enter institution of marriage and family. So whether they want it or not, they're going to be pushed out of their comfort zone. So yeah. like what? Well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm like looking, and I know because I usually don't read the comments, but I'm thinking like it's so true. It's like you get you're you're even if you think it's goody goody, you're going to get pushed at a certain point to a place in your life where it's going to be a little bit harder. So now let's go from so like. You wanna- Going, just going back to you want to teach your kids resilience, whether they're autopilot, whatever it is. If you teach them resilience, they'll be able to, because obviously, eventually life throws you something. Mm-hmm. Right. Right? Eventually. Even the goody goodies. Even the goody goodies. Right. Even the goody goodies. Life is going to throw them something. Right. Someone gets sick, someone, uh, I don't know, loses money, whatever it is. Life throws you something. So you want to teach your kids resilience and teach ourselves also resilience. And the only way you teach that is. By stretching a little bit and and kindness also, kindness and love. Right, stretching is like the key word. Like you have to stretch yourself. You have to because otherwise. But not in a but not in like an army type of way. Right. Like not in like building muscles. Like it it has to be from organically. It has to be positive emotions. Right, so here really this leads us into 16 and 17, which is the next stages of the next tools, which are 16 and 17 are about meditate. Okay, so we said, let's say the first tool we had was Moshat Aleid, which is your intellect over your emotions, and you can control any of your emotions with the right amount of intellect. And then we say that's great, but that can make the valve a little too tight. So what 16 and 17 says is I'm going to teach you how to meditate yourself into new emotions that you don't have. So basically, I want you to create new emotions that you've never had before, and I'm gonna teach you how to do that. And what is that? And this is like kind of like where we'll, we'll leave this at, and we could go into it a little bit, about five more minutes, but this idea where if I meditate on emotions that I want to feel, that will become part of me. So this is like the first time we're talking about this concept of meditation. So really, like in Chabad, there's a lot about, and Chabad Hasid especially in Tanya, there's a lot of focus on being able to create new emotions, but not only new emotions, also we'll see in 18 through 25 about being able to tap into emotions that you had that are laying dormant that you didn't know were there. So the goody-goody could have tons of emotions, but he's just covered them in so many layers of self-control and impulse control that he doesn't even know that they're there. How do you do that? That's like the goody-goody that all of a sudden, like, is that if I bring and like, here's music and it's like, oh my God, like, I like this. Like, what is this? Like, I never heard this before. Like, I, I thought I need to be like sitting quietly meditating, but like now you're telling me that I can connect to Hashem through an emotion. What is this? So that's being able to tap into emotions that you don't have. Well, you asked me. How do you do that? Like, how do you even know which emotions are dormant? Like, how to tap into so that? before we get to the dormant ones, 16 and 17 says how to create new emotions. So let's say you're like, okay, I'm not that emotional. I try, I practice very hard Moshat Aleiv. I practice very, very hard to control my behaviors because I just want to be the best Benoni. But I also want to be more in line and in tune with myself, like authentic, almost like authentic. I want to be more authentic of who I am. I'm going to meditate and create new emotions. And how do we do that? In 16, he says that, he explains that you need to meditate and like whether it's with a candle or it's with not or it's with just breathing or just taking two minutes or it's like hiding in the bathroom and say I'll be out in a minute whatever it whatever it takes for you to do until you see like little fingers coming into the bottom of the door whatever it is do it and meditate on the fact that Hashem is in every single moment in every single space that you see and anything that pulses anything that is of color anything that's out there you want to meditate and bring Hashem into everything so we're saying that this is a person who very much controls their intellect, but all of a sudden, all of a sudden, is starting to get emotional about a tablecloth, 
Because like this is such a great color and it picks up other things and it must be the like Hashem, like orchestra, Hashem is in this tablecloth. Like, like I'm giving you such a silly example, but you can think that in something even deeper. Like Hashem is in the forest, Hashem is in this tree, Hashem is in this butterfly, Hashem is in my kid. Like you gaze into the eyes. Like it doesn't have to be like meditation where it's quiet and you're whatever that thing is like the what's it called when they light those candles and they're like what yeah like you don't have to do this like whole like ceremony. You could just stop for a second. And by the way, it is a form of bolshal talalev. It is a form of using your intellect to draw out your emotions. It's a, it's, it, there's one way of controlling it, stuffing it tight, closing it in a lid, putting it in the fridge, not opening it because those emotions are bad and I only want to connect Hashem through my intellect because that won't give me self-control. Or there's a way of let me think, let me meditate, let me realize that through my intellect I can find an emotion. I can create an emotion. Through my intellect I can create an emotion. So you look at your kid, right? And they're behaving like whatever, okay? And you're like, you're overwhelmed, but if you look at them and you see the neshama in them, right? You might not feel it right away, but you say, okay, I'm gonna look at them, I'm gonna see the neshama. That's like making a decision to, to be in that mindset. And then you actually get to see it. You actually get to see it, and then you are able to control yourself in order to deal with them how they need you. Not your natural ability, like your your you don't go into defense mode. You go kind of go into offense mode. Like, okay, I have an ashram in front of me. I don't want to hurt them. I want to raise them up, right? It's it's. But you didn't have to start with emotion because that sounds like whatever. Like that's like an emotion. Like, what can I get for you, honey? How are you feel? How does this make you feel? Right? That would be like going right. It might not be your. That might not be your personality. So you're like, ah, that's not for me. But if you start with like, okay, now my kid is in shama, it's right. more intellectual, more logical almost, then if you kind of channel your thought process like that, right. then it takes you there. Right. It's like always going to be like, who's going to be the driver in the front seat? Like, is it going to be my kids driving in the front seat or is it going to be me? So I want to help my kid find their emotions, but I have to first help myself. So I think like what Mary was saying is like so important. It's like, let your intellect drive the way that you want to create an emotion. Let, so Mokshal Talib is one way is the pressure cooker, which is not sustainable. It's not. It's, it's like, it's literally like, control, it's like, it's like the beast is like inside of you. you and, it's like, and, and if it feels like a pressure cooker, that means that you need to work through that. You know, whether it's um, working through it, thinking about it, talking with someone, whatever it is, especially as a parent, like, if you feel like your kid is always triggering you, then it's not just a kid, it's a parent that needs to right. work through stuff before they Speaking of goody goody kids and trigger kids, right? Or like, you know, or trigger friends, like you, or you can't be around that person, what is it? So I think that the, this is like a dual tool. It's like one way of saying I'm gonna control it and tight, and one way I'm gonna drive my intellect to create new emotions. And then 18 through 25 is like a whole nother technique of creating is tapping into the emotions that you already have so before and 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 like tanya really reads like a recipe book it tells you what you need first and what you don't and it tells you that the first tool that you will need is it's going to have to being able to control your emotions don't go too much to extreme because then you'll pop but what you what you start to learn is that meditating is going to help meditating to find new emotions and find new ways to connect to hashem and by meditating we mean meditating means finding the godliness in everything that's what it means. Stop for one second. It could be a one second thing. It could just be like, stop it, Figgy, like Hashem is in that kid. Or Hashem is in this food. Whatever, just stop yourself. And then the more you do that, the better you get it and the more control you have your emotions. And that's, by the way, a way of connecting to the passionate side of you or of your child or of your friend or of your parent. Connecting to that emotional part of them because, and but you're using, going through your intellect. And then 18 to 25, we're going to learn about how to get into the ones that are already there and how you tap into those more. Okay, any questions on this? Yeah. <laughs> I'm so, not sure I understand. Okay, well, maybe we'll, we'll understand. It sounds like the second tool is like for the autopilot people, like bringing out their emotion. Like, what if we're like the parents of the kids screaming? Because like, the autopilot person doesn't really need to have emotions right now. 
Like, like it's almost right. like tapping to the intellect. But tap, sometimes, tap, like. sometimes people are so disconnected, they don't feel emotion. They they can't process their emotion. So it, the so they emotion. might think they don't have any emotion. They're just like whatever. Just like going through life. Like think about like someone who's depressed, or think about someone who has this like. This almost sounds like it's for the person who's on autopilot. Like, like, yes. Okay, so let's say, okay, so the first one, right, okay, fine, so let, too much emotion. So let's say the first one, let's say the goody-goody, the goody-goody is not strengthened by tightening, by pressure cooker, because he doesn't have that much pressure building. Right. Right? Where the, both can work for both. Both can work for both, but definitely, the non-autopilot person, probably, it's the same tool, but it's two sides of the same coin. It's like one of them is only using your intellect to cap over your thing, always have perfect outsides, even if you're struggling inside, it's gonna boil, but boil, but it's gonna be good. And then the other way is saying, through my intellect, I can tap into that emotional part. So it's there like- There has to be some sort of balance. So depending on if someone's more emotional or someone's a more logical person, they're gonna have more of one thing, more of the other, but you can't have one or the other. I also think that like different days we need to tap into it differently. Like some right. days you're like, I have such control. It's, oh, well, of course I'm gonna be in my best behavior, but I wanna push myself. So I'm gonna like, Connect in a different way this L because like normally L everyone's on their best behavior L is like everybody's on autopilot because we're like it's L but then like I don't want to just be an autopilot because L is the untif L is the is the month where it's like the most it should be the most emotional like we're going into Rosh Hashanah so it's like you want to think that like L you close it tight close the lid tight but close the lid tight is what we're all used to so I think on different days and different moments you can tap into using the tool like a different way. For me, talking to a kid who's like literally having a whatever, and I'm like, I almost feel like so emotional, let's say, that I feel like I need to put it on, like put, put on the lid on. Right. But then I'm like, I'm exploding, and I'm like, okay, that's like, I have to figure that out. But I think it's saying, you know, I think, yeah. So then, how do you like, what does that mean, tapping into the emotion? Like, the emotions are very much present. So maybe then you have to put a lid on it. Right. Then. I mean, putting a lid on it, though, is going to bring out the right emotion. I think it's rechanneling. We're not like, right. I think the whole purpose is to not stifle or to stop either. It's like impulse It's control. not to stop right. your, your knowledge or, or your emotions. It's, yeah, it's just take a step back and meditate right. on it. On think the, about, not literally think like before you talk or think before right. you right. Just yeah. like instead of right. reacting, uh, instead of being reactive, be, be reactive, whatever. Pro either right. Either Pro proactive. Right. Right. There we go. Proactive. Right. Like right. just stop and like recheck yourself. Recheck like, you know, yourself, like just a minute, right. Ground, ground yourself. yourself. Right. I think that there, we have to do both. And like but nobody is. It's very hard to ground yourself. Of course. It's, like, it's, it's a practice. practice. So right. that's You're why, like, I, take I, I just listened to, she's Oh, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't remember, but someone I get into this, like I get into like a, like a the, class and then I'm like, I only want to listen to that. And the then like, like for parenting, that's why nowadays it's so important to A, work on healing and B, work, um, do at least like listen or involve yourself in 10 minutes of Kinyas Adora every day because that's grounding. So you're being proactive. Mm -hmm. If you're putting yourself in the right mindset at the beginning of the day, at the end of the day, whatever it is, listening to Sharon Panemius for 10 minutes, you won't be as reactive because your neshama is calm, your body's calm, your emotions are calm. So you're plugged in. You're plugged in. If you have to be plugged in, otherwise you'll be reactive. Right. That's very good. Okay, I'm going to end this here. Um,